and welcome back to your weekly witch fix. Today we'll be taking a look at a film called Mark of the Witch which was released in 2016. It's a certificate 18 unless you're in Ireland where it's a certificate 15 and its runtime is 76 minutes. The film is also released by Metrodome who I'd never heard of before buying this DVD and quite frankly never want to hear from again after watching it. So the plot of the film is that Jordan is turning 18 and that following her 18th birthday where shocking and strange horrible things happen, more awful and horrible things happen and well I mean the back of the box says it better than I could, a beautiful young woman is driven into a dark underworld of demonic possession, desire and extreme indulgences when she learns she may be the devil's daughter. I read the back of the box when I got it, but bought it purely based obviously on the title. I find it a little bit of conflicting information because being the devil's daughter does not necessarily make one a witch as much as the film would like you to think so. Uh, also, the only review that is on the cover is from the Daily Record, which is a paper I've never heard of. It's a four star review and calls the film incredibly unnerving and devilishly twisted. The film opens on a group of characters in a cave who are dressed like members of the clan but wearing black instead of white and they have a crib lined with black satin but the baby has been stolen and is being taken through the woods by some random woman. And then it cuts straight to Jordan's birthday. Now, Jordan is meant to be turning 18, but as soon as you see the actress, who looks like an unholy genetic experiment, where they fused Zoe Deschanel with Jennifer Love Hewitt and the eyes of Bambi, you'll notice that she's not 18. In fact, she'd probably have trouble passing for 28. And when the camera pans around to her friends, they look about 40. So that kind of surprised me out of my willing suspension of disbelief. But I kept watching. The birthday itself is curtailed because the woman that they're out with, who is Jordan's Aunt Ruth, an elderly woman, starts chanting, it is time, and then stabs herself with a big ass knife. Aunt Ruth's voice was a little bit strange at that point, and I thought it was maybe to do with like demonic possession, but her general speaking voice does sound like she not only smokes 50 cigarettes a day, but also maybe grinds them into smoothies to eat as well. The film then sort of rattles along uh, with a lot of slow motion and loving shots of random blurry lights, neon signs, various shadowy corners, all filmed in a very kind of oversaturated way where white looks extra white and everyone looks like they have a really deep tan. It also has that crazy zoomed in look that you sometimes get on pirate DVDs where somehow the whole image has been like cut out of the centre of the screen and the edges are gone, if that makes sense. And there's probably a technical term for that, but I don't know what it is. So that's all a bit weird. Also, there's a lot of slow motion, a lot of just various cuts to and from pictures of ravens and various images of knives etc so it kind of is like watching one of those surreal and intense car adverts where people are like running around and there's a lady who looks kind of vaguely french and they get in the car and the man's like drive and then they drive and then up comes the narrator's voice to say the stab from hyundai it's here so that was really weird and then you get to a very wonky musical only version of Hush Little Baby, which made me roll my eyes just a little bit. 
But I determined to stick with it. I was like, I'm going to watch this film. I'm going to get some witchiness out of this. The weird things start to happen to poor Jordan and a weirdo in a hood shows up at her work at a pharmacy chanting Latin at her. And it's all very kind of weird and off-putting. Then there are some scenes which have literally no dialogue. I don't know if you've ever tried to watch a film without dialogue. Not a silent film, but a film that is meant to have dialogue, but doesn't for some reason. So basically what happens is Jordan gets up the morning after she's been at work. She goes to the bathroom. Then it cuts to the kind of old and gnarled looking woman who is chanting at her work. She's touching a mirror. She's doing some stuff with blood. She's kind of doing a weird giggle. And um, then it kind of pans through the mirror back to Jordan. And it kind of seems like Jordan's maybe been possessed at this point. She then passes out backwards onto a random towel that's just spread out on the floor of the bathroom, which is you know, where I keep my towel. Jordan then wakes up again. She goes out to a strip club and we get lots more of these like long lingering shots of nothing really. It was very, very blurry and strange and there's just men and stuff. And there's a man on the street with a crucifix. She then picks up this old man who she works with, who's I think a janitor at the pharmacy where she works. And they go back to his house and have sex. And this is some of the only dialogue that has happened since she woke up the first time. It's just him muttering something about pussy, which I'm really glad that I didn't understand. And then she goes to sleep again and then she wakes up and she's confused and she goes to a house and then she walks around the house for a bit being confused. And we don't know whose house it is. And then there's dialogue. I counted, this took about 15 minutes, and the whole time I was just sitting there like, what am I meant to be doing with my ears right now? So from this point onwards, the film does become a little bit more crazy and harder to follow, so you'll have to forgive me if I get a bit confused about what the actual plot was, because I'm still not absolutely certain. The acting itself is actually very bad. When there is finally, mercifully, some lines of dialogue, they're delivered really weirdly and characters seem to confuse being upset or angry or displaying an emotion with either shouting or screeching. Uh, the one thing I will say is that the main actress in the film can cry on cue, so she's got that going for her, if literally nothing else. Then there was a really confusing moment because... Uh, Aunt Ruth reveals to Jordan that her parents aren't dead like she'd been told when she was adopted and then a couple of seconds later Jordan is asked what she wished for when she blew out the candles in her birthday cake and she said the same thing I wished for every year to meet my real parents who she had been told were dead up until this moment in time so that made no sense the actual person who I think is the witch isn't actually Jordan, or maybe she is, we'll find out later. But the gnarled old lady who does some of the spells is, um, she doesn't really talk through most of the film. She has those sort of long witchy fingernails and some very brown teeth, which I thought was quite disturbing, and a lot of kind of weird purplish lipstick. And um, she doesn't really speak for the first over half of the film she just either kind of mutters which you can't really hear what she's saying or she giggles like a vicar's wife who's slightly cold but also pretending to find a joke funny it's kind of like a 
it's just very off-putting i didn't like it um then there's sort of a moment when jordan goes home and she finds um this 40 year old man who's ostensibly one of her friends in bed with her other friend and i think he was meant to be her boyfriend or maybe i just missed the tiny bit of dialogue that was about that but i was you know i was paying attention i feel like i didn't miss it but apparently that guy was her guy and she sort of confronts the friend about it and her friend says we're roommates we share things which is just lovely she also at this point has not told anyone about the old man that she randomly woke up in the bed of and considering she doesn't remember going out to find him and going home with him if i woke up after being passed out in a sort of relative stranger's bed i'd probably tell someone it's just very odd it's also unclear how much time is actually passing in between these scenes because we just cut to like other locations and sometimes it's daytime and sometimes it's nighttime but it's not clear if it's like that day or several weeks later at this point i did start to wonder why the cover of the dvd had better production values than the entire movie and at this point i also got a teeny bit scared although unfortunately that wasn't because of anything to do with the film it was because the ribbon that keeps my place in my notebook touched my leg and i thought it might be a spider anyway because we haven't had enough bad cgi at this point this random woman um, who people keep referring to aunt ruth as sister and i'm not sure if that's because she is someone's sister or because she used to be a nun or is a nurse i was confused uh, but she shoots fire out of her hand so she's got that going for her then jordan goes to work and she finds old man john torn apart on the floor and uh, instead of phoning for an ambulance she starts going through a box of stuff in the pharmacy i assumed to look for bandages but no she just straight up stabs him through the heart with a massive syringe uh, I, I don't know why or who taught her first aid but at that point she does seem to remember that they did sleep together and she seems very confused and upset she then goes home after seeing herself murder him on the cctv cameras but when she gets home she finds the dress that she is currently wearing already hanging up in her bathroom but with an identical blood stain on it to the one she has on and at this point i literally had no idea what was going on i was just sitting there going i don't know what's happening but i can tell i'm bored and that's not good uh, my brother also flatly refused to watch the film with me and i'd asked him to because i thought i don't want to suffer through something that's going to be this bad by myself but 20 minutes before the end of the film which this is about that mark in my notes he came downstairs for another reason and got kind of sucked into what was happening and he asked me so what's happened so far and i genuinely could not tell him the plot of this film which at this point i've been watching for about an hour i was just like i don't know and maybe you can explain it to me because i'm scared jordan at this point gets told that she is being targeted by some sort of demonic force and that it's going to try and insinuate itself into her life and steal her friends and that she will begin to encounter this other her which confused me no end because if, if she's being possessed and there is only one her there's just another thing in her brain and if there is going to be another her then that's not really possession that's just mimicry but whatever we'll, we'll just we'll go with it because there's only 15 minutes left then aunt ruth turns up and she's talking to the aforementioned giggly vicar's wife witch lady uh, and they actually talk there's some dialogue 
and she said the witch lady says that she's been renewing this every 50 years and she greets aunt ruth as sister so they're related in some way it's not really clear how but then they have a little bit of a fight there's some more throwing of fire and then aunt ruth is kind of felled by a magical curb stomp then we go back to a really strange clown puppet themed strip club and at this point i was just waiting for the film to be over the witch then corners Jordan and they kind of make out, which is weird because the witch, I was fairly certain by this point, was Jordan's mother because there was a picture of her in a locket that uh, Aunt Ruth had given to Jordan. And I was like, why is she making out with her mum? But then it's also heavily implied that that woman might also be Satan. So I I just didn't know what was going on. Then we start randomly cutting back to the black clad clansmen of the start of the movie. And there's some really weird shots of people giving birth to a sort of wet looking Voldemort bird out of their mouths, which is very strange. It's kind of implied that Jordan and the witch woman, who is also maybe her mum and maybe Satan, are the same person. And that this is kind of a cyclical thing where Jordan becomes the old woman and then the old woman goes to the young Jordan and then somehow she gives birth to herself and it's like an orobarous kind of thing. And the Aunt Ruth is also de-aging or being sort of reincarnated as part of this cycle of, I don't know, good versus evil. But it's not really explained why that is if the witch lady really is satan how she's giving birth to herself how this involves ruth who these black clansmen people are why all this is happening and why they felt the need to make a film of it so there's that because the plot made so little sense to me and i'm really trying my best to explain it and it's just not happening um because it made so little sense to me i went to try and find the wikipedia article because Usually, when something confuses the hell out of me, someone else has explained it on the internet. There is no Wikipedia article for this film, but there is one for a film called Mark of the Witch that was made in the 1970s, but the plot is very different. I also found out that this film is also known as Another. It's, I don't know why it has two titles. Maybe it was released somewhere else originally, but in looking up, I couldn't really find much in the way of a plot summary only the sort of vague things about demon possession and strange obsessions which was on the back of the box rather unhelpfully so then i took to amazon and while no one had handily summarized the plot for me in reviews i did find some rather interesting ones which i'm going to share with you in lieu of script extracts because i couldn't find any quotable lines and there are only about 18 lines of dialogue in the entire film Gold Dust on Amazon gives it a one star review and says pants, absolute pants. Don't be fooled by the cover. A total waste of money. Boring and miserable sums this one up. What are a lot of these people on when they make these so-called films? Absolutely no excitement in it whatsoever. I've binned mine. I am right there with you, Gold Dust. This, uh, this, this may have to go in the bin. I don't know that I can eBay this one in good conscience. Archie is cool on imdb says about as scary as trifle i don't know there's some lactose intolerant people out there who would probably run from a trifle i wouldn't run from this film unless someone tried to make me watch it again uh, the general consensus on rotten tomatoes however seems to be that if people don't like this film they can't appreciate the artistic style in which it was shot and I will admit that there are several kinds of shots and various kind of camera techniques used in this film that 
in a better film would be very interesting to look at and would create a very nice sense of place and sort of a thematic continuation through the whole film. The problem is that the film is made up of nothing but those shots. There's no dialogue, there's no character, there's no real plot to stitch the whole thing together. They've basically just filmed a bunch of stuff that looked like it's about to go into either the aforementioned terrifying car advert or an early years Lady Gaga music video. And then they've just tried to kind of cobble together a semi-spooky plot that doesn't really make a lot of sense. It kind of reminds me of those anthology horror films that you get sometimes on Netflix, like XX and Holidays. And those have some really good stories in them. And then there are those stories that just kind of feel like you put this in here for artistic credit and it doesn't really make a lot of sense and isn't very kind of meaningful to me because it's just a load of cool looking garbage. And that's basically what I would say is the takeaway from watching this film. It's someone's art house cinema experiment and not what I would call a film to sit down and watch with the intention of it being about witchcraft or with the intention of it making any sense or being enjoyable at all. So that one's, we're not on to a winner with this one. I do have several other DVDs coming, although they are looking to be similar in quality. So I may have to find some better witch films to spice up the review catalogue. If you have any suggestions, please do get in touch. Remember, you can do so on at witchfix on Twitter and via email, which is witchfixpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll see you next week for another episode. Bye.